Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Today, we are discussing sugar dating. Mati is wondering how many of the expats would go for sugar dating to finance their lifestyle if they were sure that no one would ever found out. We, on the other hand, are wondering how to figure out if sugar dating is something good for you. If you want to know which five options we have prepared for Madi, then well, stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and we are back on Tuesday with a very interesting challenge. Yes, I would like to say that this is a very unique challenge, but guys, you will laugh if I will say it because I say that about most of our challenges. But this one is, Marta, it's unique challenge, don't you think? I think this one is one of the few challenges that we've had so far that we don't have personal experience in. Because in the majority of the challenges, at least one of us could relate Yeah, that's true. And I think, again, like in Robert's case, I have never met a person who would have this situation or challenge. At least I'm not aware of that I ever had a discussion like this. Yeah, so this is the challenge where we had to do quite a lot of research. Mm -hmm. It's not like we could draw on our personal experiences. Uh, Exactly. And this was a very interesting and weirdly pleasant research. I didn't know that it was pleasant. Like to find out new things and you know how it operates. I'm always very much up for finding out new things. And uh, you know, uh, but maybe we should just tell them what the challenge is about because we are like teasing and teasing. Maybe we should, maybe we could be in that business if we are such a good teasers. But I think it's a good idea. Let's start uh, with reading the challenge. Yes. Uh, Okay, guys, I will read you a challenge, which pretty much is just a message we have received totally anonymously. And okay, let's, let's just see what we have. How many of the expats would choose to go into sugar dating just to finance their studies and their lifestyle, such as paying for rent, food and everything you need to live a decent life? I mean, there are people who won't admit it because it's their real name out there and they need to maintain an image for themselves. But really, if you had the possibility to be completely invisible and nobody could ever find out how you finance your lifestyle, would you do it? I know that I'm doing it. Yeah, so when we've received that challenge with someone who has written their name as Maddie, Mm-hmm. We tried to get in contact with Maddie. We wanted to ask what specifically the challenge for her here. Is it the part of, you know, remaining incognito and that no one finds out about her sugar dating? Or is there something maybe that does not entirely resonate inside mm-hmm. for her? But we didn't get any answer. We were trying to contact Maddie by sending her an email back to the address that she wrote from but unfortunately we didn't got any answer maybe it's because it went into spam or something Uh, there are two questions in this 
um, in this description. The first one is how many of the expats would choose to go into sugar dating. I'm not sure if we could answer that. And the second question is how many people would actually do it if they know that they would never get caught and no one, no one would ever find out about it. We cannot necessarily give five options to these questions, but I think what we can do, because from what we understand, Maddie is in the circle where she sees this happening. What we could do, maybe we could try to advise people who are considering going into sugar dating, if this is a good idea for them or not. Yeah, that's how we took it. So when I've read that challenge, I just asked myself a question. Is there something wrong or is there something bad in sugar dating? Mm -hmm. And the answer is any possible answer. It just depends how you feel about it. And that's where I thought that we could bring some value because we came up with some ideas on how to find out if sugar dating is something good for you. Exactly. And here I think the keyword is for you, because this topic, I think, touches upon many things like a morality, how you are perceived by a society, what is okay and not okay, morally speaking, according to culture you are living in. As Maddie mentioned, that many people probably would go into it if they know that no one would ever find out. So I think that we are dealing here with two things, right? One is what is good for you and the other, how to actually manage this whole uh, society, morality, stigma kind of thingy. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, came to my mind because there is one thing, your internal alignment. Do Mm -hmm. you really truly and deeply feel fine with going for it. There is the second layer, is your closest circle, meaning your family and friends. Would you feel okay uh, with doing that and them finding out? That's the other thing. So you may feel internally fine with something, but because of the way the relations go in your closest circle, it could make you feel bad in some way. Then there is another broader circle, which is your society. And there is an aspect to it in today's times with smartphones. Someone can easily find out about your sugar dating. It's uh, it's rather simple. Some information can leak <laughs> or yeah. sneak uh, pretty easily. So that's how we have decided to approach it. We mm-hmm. have decided to help you out by imagining five different scenarios to get really down to whether it's something that is good for you You may have noticed, if you have listened to us before, that our general approach is that we try to never classify things as good and bad, right or wrong per se. We try to see it in regards to everything you do or everything that happens in your life is an opportunity to learn. That's one thing. So that's definitely something very big uh, for us right now. But There is another aspect. There is an aspect of whether someone suffers because of what you do. Many times, Anna and I, when we discuss, for example, uh, cheating. All kind of things that would be, I would say, perceived as morally wrong by either a group of people or a society. I think we always try to ask and answer. One question, are you like really signing up 
for this fully meaning you are not hiding something, you are not lying, are you hurting another person? Because I think this is actually for us, as we agreed, this is the bottom line. Are you hurting someone else by what you are doing? Or are you lying or being dishonest towards someone else when that person trusts you? So an example could be cheating. That's that's a very simple example. Uh, if you have an agreement or an openness with your partner that you both could cheat, then first of all, it's not cheating anymore. It's just having an open relationship, but then it's fine. And who is to judge what is between two people that have agreed on stuff? But if you are playing uh, in front of your partner that you are faithful and in love and stuff, and then you are just cheating around in secret, well, that I would perceive is not maybe morally wrong, but it, it's just dishonest and this is not my type of a... Then I would say, okay, you are doing something wrong here. Yeah, but it's very important in this approach that you have some time for yourself so that you can really find out how you feel about it. And there is actually very interesting thing, Marta, that came to my mind when you were talking about all those layers, you know, the internal alignment is this something that I feel fine with then the closest circle of people around you and then the let's say society norms or whatsoever and I think that for me one of the uh, most interesting things is if I am internally aligned yet I feel that I have to hide it from others around does it mean it's wrong or does it mean that maybe I don't have enough courage to stand up for what I truly believe is okay or right for me? And that's actually an interesting dilemma. So it has to do with courage as well. Yeah. Because you could say that unless you are able to be absolutely open about something, if you want to hide it, it means you are not fully aligned. Exactly. You could take it from this angle. But... I'm not sure if it necessarily has to be this way because there are several underlying challenges that could happen and one of them is simply being courageous. You may miss that thing in yourself. It could also be a matter of maturity. We may not be capable of standing up to our parents when we are young, but as we mature and as we feel what's really good and bad for us, what's really right and wrong for us, we may with the time be able to do it. Yeah, but I, I think uh, I agree again with everything that you said, but I actually think it's a matter of truly knowing yourself, know what you stand up for and be willing to sign under every decision you do publicly. And it requires courage, maturity and also some kind of a self-confidence or self-esteem in yourself. And I think those are all the ingredients. But if you are able to live your life fully how you want it, even against your parents or your, I don't know, people around you who could judge you or society, and you are in peace with yourself, this is my life and this is how I feel like it, then I think you, you can do whatever you want and don't have any dilemmas like this. Of course, with that small little remark that you don't hurt others. Very interesting aspect that you've mentioned is the part of knowing yourself. Maybe often we hide these kind of things or we are not able to uh, go public with it because we don't know yet mm -hmm. if that's really something I truly want or maybe we don't know yet if that's something truly good for me. That's also correct. Because I don't know myself yet. That's the part, of course, that is tied with maturity. As you mature, you get to know yourself better. But maybe that's why for some young people, 
it could simply not be possible to answer that question so easily, uh, whether it's good or bad for me. So I think we could uh, jump into those five different uh, scenarios that we have prepared for today, because we believe that if you spend the time with yourself and allow yourself to truly feel, imagine those scenarios, it will help you find that answer. Mm -hmm. Are you truly okay with doing it? So the way it works is we are going to give you five different things to imagine. What is important here is when we imagine something, we allow that inner part of ourselves to speak to us. Every one of us has that internal compass within ourselves, that kind of gut feeling or heart feeling. And some of us are very good with listening to that part of ourselves. For others, it's rather difficult. The compass is broken. Yeah, so some of us maybe have not have decided not to listen to it for a while and have decided to cover it under many layers of different not so good for ourselves behaviors. Bullshit. Yeah, because I mean, our inner compass, it's really us, right? So Yeah, in, uh, exactly. And some of us, I think, haven't even found the inner compass yet. And we are just going on some automatic uh, GPS that was implanted in our heads. Anyway, it's like there are different levels of the compass. But I think that the, the in, I really like that metaphor with inner compass. But it is there. It Every is there. single human being has, has it. it. Yeah, We can perceive it in different ways. Some of us will really hear like a talking. Some of us will receive like some talking in your head. Oh, that it doesn't have to be the inner compass in this case, Marta. It could be a sensation. It could be a feeling that you get. The closest uh, that resonates probably with the bigger amount of people is this kind of gut feeling. So when you, when we give you those scenarios and you try to imagine yourself, just simply feel does it feel good inside? Does it feel bad inside? That's your main message from your inner part. You could also get other messages like being excited, being scared, being uncertain. But in general, if you're able to recognize whether it feels good or it feels bad inside, that will be the best message for directing you whether it's something good for you or not. Marta, one question before you will propose to Madi those five uh, exercises where she has to use her inner compass. I was lately thinking that there is an inner compass, which is that gut feeling. And as we said, I think for many of us, it's very difficult to listen to it or to actually uncover it because we just put so many layers of bullshit and we are more going on autopilot and so on. And there is something like the first reaction that sometimes may not be the inner compass, but it may be just a first instinctive reaction to something that is conditioned by our fears. Okay, so let me uh, give you an example of what I mean. For instance, remember, Marta, when we mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, I think it was the one for Maya, she couldn't really resign from her job. We gave the example of this Dominican waitress who was working as a waitress for two years. She knew she doesn't like it. She knew that she wanted to be a, a producer, I think, or something, but she uh, couldn't really make that move. And then one day she got fired and she suddenly felt totally panicked oh my god what will I do and uh, terrified and scared and then that is that first reaction she had right that was not her inner compass that was actually the very instinctive 
fear-based reaction. Yeah. Fight or flight response. Exactly. Yeah. And then after some time, when she uh, acknowledged the first shock, she realized, but I didn't want that job anyway. I wanted to do something else. And you are being very much afraid, scared. And then I think my question would be how to make a distinction between those fear-based and the inner compass. It's definitely something that you have to practice mm -hmm. and learn to recognize. The thing is that with the exercise that we are proposing today, we are first of all saying, take time for yourself so that you are sitting down in calm and you are the one calling upon what you are imagining. So it's not that something happens to you that invokes your reaction, which can be pretty much fear-based reaction. You will be the one who is sitting in quiet. You have that time for yourself. You will be the one inviting something to your life. And even if you invite one of those things and that first reaction comes to you, you will get four more Uh, questions or four more scenarios to imagine that will help you to take it from the different perspectives because it's true even when we try to imagine something the first thing that can come to us can be our fight or flight response a fear-based reaction but if you allow the time for yourself you will be able to get to what you said the deep inside she knew that it's not the job she likes. So it is to allow yourself that time. It's not to take exercise for five seconds and it's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it is to allow that time, to really spend the time with yourself and allow to listen to that inner feeling. And then additionally, it's not only one thing that you imagine, but you'll have five different things to imagine, to take it from different perspectives, to help you guide yourself underneath that fear-based, that bullshit, that mind-restricted reactions. That is so beautiful, Marta. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Fist bump. I, I really think so. And I, I was, when you were talking, I was just thinking, because you, Maddie, you have a luxury right now of doing exactly what Marta said. You are inviting those scenarios and you have time also to uh, get friends with that fear, that first reaction and just like tame it down a little bit and give an opportunity for other thoughts to arise or feelings. But when we are faced with a very sudden information like this or when we are just shocked, taken uh, from, I don't know, blindsided, I think it would be fantastic if we would all remember to just take three deep breaths, allow this fear to, to come and actually to have that one day or two days to get into more calmer state. Because now I'm thinking many times when we are hit with something, like for instance, Maddie, your parents would find out and then you get panicked or something. But maybe if you would have time to like digest this first reaction, then you could make more conscious decisions. I'm not sure what I'm talking about. I think I know what you mean, but that's also one of these things that comes with knowing yourself and mm -hmm. with maturity. When we start allowing ourselves to feel the feelings instead of, you know, trying to get rid of them or avoid them. Or react based on the very first panic, fear or whatever. I know what I also wanted to say. Sometimes when faced with a very sudden situation that either activates our fear or any other negative emotion, we either act very automatically in response to it Or we allow it to, to spin in our head and build up and build up and build up instead of just trying to like, okay, 
So this is the situation. Now I will try to calm myself down and think about it throughout or, or just let it go for the time being, for hour or two. It's very difficult to get out of that vicious circle. That's why I think many of us are having really stupid, dramatic and totally disaligned with our inner self's reactions to some uh, life events that are happening. That's true. That's the way our brain is conditioned. After yes. all, we are animals and our main instinct is to survive. So whenever something that in a remote way threatens our survival, mm -hmm. anything that threatens our uh, feel of security, we are conditioned to get that first reaction of fear, the fight or flight or freeze reaction. That's something that all the human beings are conditioned to feel. And that's something that we have to understand. And be aware of. Be aware of and then learn how to deal with it. Because the reality in modern times in Western society is that there is not so much the real life threatening uh, situations in our life, yet our brain doesn't know it. Our instinct, our instinct-based reactions are still there, but we are human beings as well and we can learn to deal with it and control it. So this is where I would uh, again recommend listening to podcasts from Brooke Castillo that I have um, recommended in the last challenge, which is a beautiful podcast on how to deal with those negative emotions. Um, maybe that one is not sufficient to cover the entire. There is also one about anxiety that would be complementary. So I may link this one this time. But it's a very interesting but very deep and broad topic. I would say that we should move now to those uh, scenarios. Yes, definitely, because we are just talking and talking and talking. And that's basically because of me, because I have all those questions to you, Marta. But I think it's extremely fascinating topics. Mm -hmm. And it's something so important. And people who master those things, they can be really much more peaceful, happier exactly. and successful in their life. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely, that's one of my favorite topics, how uh, the fear, the reactions, the brain conditioning. So uh, I love those topics. But wrapping up, we would like you, Maddie, and anyone who has this kind of situation in their life when they are not sure whether a decision is good for them or not, and that's more like those controversial topics like sugar dating. Yeah, like sugar dating, like cheating, uh, like lying. I don't know, these kind of things that are often considered to be uh, morally inappropriate or on the edge. So, well, you have to give yourself time. If you will try to do it just in five seconds, you may get simply that fear-based reaction. So you have to allow yourself the time. And we will ask you to imagine five things. The first scenario is imagine that you have to tell your mom and dad about it. The other one is imagine that no one will ever find out about it. Would you go for it? The third one is imagine that you meet the love of your life now. Scenario number four is imagine yourself in five years. Are you still fine with sugar dating in the past? And the last one, imagine that you have a daughter or a sister that wants to start sugar dating. Would you like her to do it? Would you recommend that she does it? So these are those five scenarios that will help you guide yourself to whether that's something really good for you. 
and answer the mother of all questions. The mother of all questions. Is this really something for you? So let's take that scenario number one. Imagine that you have to tell your mom and dad about it. You sit down on a comfortable chair. You see your parents sitting in front of you, and you have to tell them. Yeah, like for instance, your mom and dad are asking you. I will be mom and dad simultaneously. So, honey, how are you financially like standing? Because you haven't asked um, any money lately. Like, do you have an additional job, or how 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 is it? Denmark is an expensive country. And then, what would you answer? Yeah. So this is very powerful. How would it make you feel? I guess most of the people would be like. Oh hell no! <laughs> I would never tell my parents. But we recently, Anna and I, we have joined TEDx event in Aarhus, and there was a previous sex worker. What was her name? Do you remember? Miranda Kane. Miranda Kane was there, and she was completely, absolutely open about her sexual uh, work with her family, as an, as I understood, always. Yes, yes exactly. And uh, she's not a sex worker anymore. I think she quit some years ago but now she actually publicly speaks about it in a form of a stand-up comedy but she also fight for the rights of sex workers and she wants to take this whole entire stigma out of them like uh, you know because it is always somehow perceived that sex workers uh, just didn't have any other choice and you know those are poor women who were um, forced by circumstances and so on so on so she also advocates the rights and the awareness about sex workers and her parents knew everything about it and they were cool with it. Yeah, I understood from the speech that she was making at TEDx that uh, her parents knew about her work mm-hmm. before and they were a bit scared when she was quitting that job because she has decided to go public with it, you know, to the entire society. I thought it was so great. I was looking at this lady, we had an opportunity to talk to her later on and I honestly admired her that she feels so aligned and so confident about how she was getting the money even though it's such a controversial way of getting the money and there is so much stigma around it exactly so that's something that i was like okay it is possible for people to go this way how would it make you feel because if you would be like it would be difficult but yeah I would tell them, you know, if you have that little rebel inside yourself, this is my life, this is how I want my life to be lived, then you may be getting some message internally from yourself that maybe it's not that bad for you. I think this is what we were mentioning before, that feeling of being true to yourself and then you kind of don't really care what other people think. It doesn't matter because you know who you are and you know what you want to do, and you are perfectly aware that it is impossible to satisfy the entire world around you with your life. So maybe instead of trying to satisfy everyone around, you should just do what's good for you. And uh, I think that this is the level of maturity. This is all those things we were talking in the introduction. I think it ties very well with scenario number two, where you should imagine that no one will ever find out about it and would you go for it? Because very often when you don't know yet whether something is good for you or bad, and especially depending on how your relation with your parents is, it could scare the shit out of you. 
to tell your parents about uh, doing something like sugar dating. Uh, maybe your parents are very religious. Um, maybe your parents uh, have very strong morality. It could be different things. So it may be that you would like to do it yourself, really. And still telling your parents would be horrible for you because you know that it would even break your relation with them. Yeah, or something like... I will kill my grandma because she would get a heart attack kind of a thing. Also valid, maybe your mom would be like, oh my God, I am dying. And yeah, sometimes it could be too big of a shock. Yeah, it's really interesting because I had that situation once on something that for me is absolutely not considered as any kind of controversial thing anymore. When What was that? It was living with my boyfriend. My grandfather, mm-hmm. he told my mom, that if I was his child, he would kick me out from his house because it's a very Catholic family. They were raised in different times. They are grandparents. They are, you know, 80 plus. And it's so amazing because I still absolutely had no problem with going for it and being open about it because I had absolutely no shame or guilt or I in any way didn't feel that it's wrong, even though my grandfather thought it was absolutely wrong. You should never live with someone before you get married. And I knew this is a strong reaction he would have to it, but I would still never hide it or anything like that, because there was, even though I was very young when I met my husband, I was just 21 years old, but I didn't feel anything wrong with it. Of course, I would like to live with him before I get married. I want to find out, will it work? So this is this kind of things you are looking for. Of course, in my case, in those times, it's not controversial anymore for many people, right? Yeah, I think that's the, that additional layer, that it's not only the parents who can react, or grandparents, but also, you know, this additional layer of it's not actually culturally acceptable yet. but it was really in both my family and my uh, now husband's family it was not accepted to live with someone before you get married and yet I think no one ever told anything to us to our face because we were so confident about it we were so sure and it was so much in alignment with, mm-hmm. uh, with who we are and how we are, that no one even said it to us directly. And we know that other family members, they were faced with certain questions mm-hmm. <laughs> or comments mm-hmm. about this. But this is something you are looking for. Are you truly in alignment with something? Family is a difficult aspect because depending on what kind of parents you have, they may be fine with it. I mean, imagine people who, for example, are gay. They have to tell their parents or, you know, it's even about your parents want you to be a doctor. This is so freaky, Marta. When you said gay, I thought that one second before you said gay. I think this was like such a telepathy. I almost, I got shivers, you know, when you said the example of gay, I was like, We should give an example of a gay. And then you said gay. And I'm like, (gasps) that was telepathy. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's about simple things like your parents want you to be a doctor and you want to be a singer. And it's so difficult to tell them. People hide from their parents even these kind of things. So it is about your maturity. However, for finding out for yourself whether something is good you imagine yourself how would it be to tell your parents and then in option number two you imagine this scenario if no one ever finds out would you go for it and if you have a very good stomach feeling about it if you were like 
yeah, if no one would ever find out, I would go for it. I think it's good for me. I, why should I struggle, I don't know, washing the dishes or in, in restaurant or delivering newspapers or whatever, if I can finance my uh, lifestyle uh, by receiving certain gifts or whatever. Mm -hmm. If it gives you a good stomach feeling, that's an important message for yourself. And I think that th this is many times this kind of uh, inner compass in many cases that actually that's our true self speaking when we imagine doing things that are potentially controversial and we ask ourselves questions if no one would ever find out would i still do it and if your answer is yes not would i still do it would i do it if the answer is yes and then you are willing to do it yet you want to hide it from people then this this is a very specific case but then i think that then you have a challenge in area of integrity because if for instance and i will give you a very very common example i talked over the years with a lot of people including men and they said if i would know if i would knew i'm trying to I, if i would have known if i would have known that no no i think i wanted to use the second condition if i knew that my girlfriend or wife would never find out I would cheat this is a matter of integrity and honesty so if you know that you will never get caught you would do something that you know it's bad and you know it and then it's a question for you do you want to live a double life or be dishonest or uh, are you opportunistic or, or whatsoever because if you would do the bad thing that potentially can hurt someone else and you are uh, unable to stand up for it, then I think uh, integrity, uh, your integrity, your personal integrity is um, has a big question mark. Definitely. But let's go to further scenarios. I believe those further scenarios will help you go even deeper mm -hmm. into whether something is really good for you. So the, the purpose of the first option was to have the first direction, whether it's something good for you or bad. The second one was even stronger because this is where you are alone with yourself and no one finds out how does it feel. That's an even stronger indicator of whether that's good or bad for yourself. But now we will go to scenario three. Imagine that you meet the love of your life now. So just imagine yourself, you are in this situation, you have your sugar daddy, you are meeting with him more or less uh, regularly and you meet that guy. He's great. He's wonderful. You are completely head over heels about him and he finds out or you have to tell him. How do you feel about it? Exactly. And uh, it doesn't mean that you want to continue your sugar dating. It might be that you meet the guy and you decide, okay, that's, I will just quit my job there. And uh, But then you are left with this, okay, so uh, should I tell him? Will I tell him what I've been doing? You know, it's a part of your life that uh, we normally in our relationships, we share our past and other things. Would you be able to admit to your, uh, yeah, your boyfriend, the love of your life, that you are doing something like this? It's very important because if you think about it and you feel ashamed, you want to hide it, you are like, oh, I really don't want to say it. That's the integrity part that Anna was mentioning before. But if you are more like, well, that's part of me. 
uh, he, he has to accept it or or he has to go then you know that you are still on a good for yourself path because people have different pasts people do different things in their lives and sooner or later there will be something that your potential partner may not really like and then are you ready to take it are you ready to be true to yourself and are you ready to deal with those i can call it consequences this would be like you know this short-term consequences of sugar dating. Are you ready for it? That's a very strong indicator. It doesn't have to be pleasant. It, you know, coming out with such an information to your parents or to your potential love of your life or something, it's, it doesn't have to be comfortable. But would you still be okay with it? And would you be more like, them? no, I will hide it as long as I can? Yeah. Or will you be like, well, I would have to say it. It's part of me. And he will have to accept it or he will have to go. That That is something definitely to think about. I, I'm thinking because sometimes we do some things which we perceive as shameful and we wouldn't like our partners to find out. But some of those things might be some, I don't know, accidents. You, you got drunk once and you did something stupid. There is a picture of it from two years ago. Someone have it. It can now come out and you don't want him to know but here we are talking about a conscious decision of going into that sugar dating. So this is not that would not something would happen to you accidentally. This is actually something you have decided for. So you have to put a lot of thoughts to it. Like, okay, I don't think that this would be the first thing you would say to the love of your life. Like, darling, I was sugar dating. But it's something that would eventually come out many times it's because you would like to share it as a part of you in other cases maybe because there would be actually a situation where this will come out because i don't know you will meet your sugar daddy somewhere and he will say something or someone knows about it are you ready to take a consequences of that if you made that conscious decision of going into this would you be able to handle coming out with this to your boyfriend or future husband yeah and it is a bit different than with parents because parents can be from a different generation where different exactly they were raised in different ways uh, admitting to someone more or less your age that could be easier potentially yeah uh, so you may feel very bad about saying something to your parents because of this you know my mom will die if i tell her kind of thing and it could feel different if you should tell your boyfriend you may be like if i should have a partner in life he has to accept me as i am with all my luggage and baggage <laughs> exactly and you know it's like because this also says something about your values or your morality because this could be a fantastic opening to discussion uh, what is your morality how do you define morality so then it could also accidentally be a very good test if you are compatible on this kind of you know like a level so uh, i think it could uh, could be really interesting exercise for you to feel maybe accidentally you will also discover what kind of partner you would like to and not like to have in the future it's a yeah. very interesting question marta you you answered yeah. you... i thought that it gives the other layer yeah to uh, to this uh, recognition of whether that's something good for you are you able to deal with short-term consequences you know, for fun, I was actually sometimes, I think to two of my former partners, 
once I said for fun that I was exotic dancing when I was studying. Just, it was stupid. I was not exotic dancing when I was studying in Poland. I would just like to say that. But the reactions were really funny. Like, they, they were completely cool about this. Like, really? Oh, hmm. So, yeah, you were in Poland. You needed money. And uh, well, then I was like, guys, come on, I'm kidding. Although I think that they didn't truly believe me I was kidding, which should worry me or not. Well, maybe a little. But this was actually pretty funny because, you know, it's like you could see the reaction. It's in the same category, I would say. But for the long term, I think that this is something that that actually could affect the relationship. Yeah, that's that's something uh, that I have, uh, the scenario number four, mm -hmm. uh, which deals more with those long-term consequences. So in scenario number four, we ask you to imagine yourself in five years. So now you are the more mature version of, uh, of yourself in five years. You sit down, imagine yourself, you are an adult, you maybe uh, have got a job, uh, maybe you are already looking for a lifetime partner, maybe you are about to get married, about to get kids. Are you still fine with the fact that you have been sugar dating? It's because sometimes when we are young, we don't think so much about consequences. We don't think how something can play out in our life in the future. But we have that knowledge available as our inner compass. So if we try to imagine that, if we try to put ourselves in, in this five years perspective, where do you want to be in five years? You imagine yourself there. How does it feel that you've been sugar dating, that you were sugar dating in the past? It's a very, very good thing to imagine because, as I said, in today's times, this kind of information can pretty easily leak. There is nothing you can really hide with those, you know, smartphones, uh, maybe some pictures. So if you feel you are absolutely not able to deal with those consequences, I don't know, maybe you want to be a lawyer or a judge <laughs> or whatever, you know, kind of career you may want to have. Or a priest or a <laughs> that, preacher. That, that would be very interesting. But if you are going for a certain career where you know that this kind of information leaking in the future would destroy you, because you are actually going to be, I don't know, a politician or something where you actually have to deal with these social setups. Mm -hmm. It may be a good indication for you whether you really are able to deal with those consequences or not. Exactly. And you always have to like take it for the time being. How do you feel with it now? That's the very important part. If you imagine yourself in five years and everything in you gets panic and screams, oh my God, if someone will find out or whatsoever, you are at this point of your life unable to meet the consequences of your decision in the future. At this point, maybe in five years you would, but now you're not. And if you're not, then it's a very good indication that maybe this is not something for you. Exactly. That was, that was the purpose of doing this uh, scenario number four. And the last scenario, at least for me, scenario number five is a very strong one whenever I am thinking of taking any kind of decision because it goes like this. Imagine you have a daughter or maybe a little sister if you are not ever wanting to have a daughter in your life and she wants to go sugar dating. Would you advise her to do it? Actually, you don't even have to advise her, but would you be okay with that? 
Would you be okay with that? Would you think that it's good for her? How would you really feel about it? Because if you're thinking about going for sugar dating or you are sugar dating right now, but if you imagine yourself someone younger coming for an advice to you and you are like, no, no, don't go for it. It's uh, It has so many aspects to it and so on. It's a very strong indicator for you that in reality, that's not something that you consider good. Yeah, exactly. I think that maybe if someone younger, like your friend from university right now, would come and ask you for advice, you might actually be like, yeah, that's a good thing. You know, I will just give you some tips. Are you able to say the same to your little cousin or your little sister or your future daughter? Would you be exactly the same? Like, yeah, it's a good option. And I will give you some tips on how to do it the right way and to feel safe. Would you be able to talk about this like this? to someone that you really care for, to your little baby, sister, girl, cousin? That's a very, very powerful question. Yeah, so basically you've had those five different uh, scenarios to imagine. If you had a good stomach feeling about each of them, when you are imagining those five scenarios, you're totally good. You are in full alignment, you're in full integrity, you are absolutely ready to go for it. If you were having a really strong negative gut feeling you may it may not be good for you or you may have an issue with your integrity with self-acceptance with being true to who you really are and then of course as always whenever we do any kind of exercises it's so important that it's just for you it is something that you do for yourself it's something that should help you find that guidance mm-hmm. <laughs> inside of you and whatever you select whatever you want to go for we hope that you are doing with alignment for yourself Marta, i was just thinking if one of your boys would like to go into sugar dating because there are not only sugar babes or sugar daddies there are also sugar mummies i know i made the research i mentioned it was exciting so i checked 10 most popular sugar dating sites and their angles So there are also uh, situations when, of course, young boys uh, are looking for sugar mama. What would you say to your boys? I would give them that exercise. I would give them those five scenarios to imagine. Mm -hmm. I would honestly do that. I would do that to uh, my best friend. I would do that to my uh, son. I don't have daughters, so I uh, wouldn't be able to do it for my daughter. But I would honestly give that to them. I am really at this point in my life opening up for there is not that many things that are right or wrong and as long as you don't hurt someone yeah that's the that's the bottom line that the, you know hurting another human being yeah so of course i would not like uh, my kids to feel that they don't have any other option that they would have to go for sugar dating because they can't finance mm-hmm. <laughs> themselves i know exactly what you mean it's I, I will come back again to this miranda kane she was totally cool with that she could do other things but she, she preferred, she chose this profession, yeah. right? And it's like, of course, you would, uh, I think what you meant is like, I would not like my children to think that this is the only option yeah, for them. Exactly. So, but because when we think about it, then we also start to think my kid feels forced into this, like I have no other options, I have yeah. to do it. And if you, if I would get an indication from my daughter that she feels like this is the only thing she can do and she's 
forcing herself on some level to do it. That is like, it's terrible scenario, but it's more about this, okay, that actually can be someone's very conscious choice. And that's a very uh, important part of it because I must admit, I would not be over the moon if I heard this kind of announcement, but I would be able to accept it. That's the whole trick. If if someone is choosing this because he chooses this or is it because he feels like he or she has no other choice? And uh, you know, uh, Maddie, that's also a, a question for you. Do you feel like you would like to go for it because it sounds like a cool way to sponsor your life? And you actually enjoy it on some level. Maybe it excites you. You know, it is a little bit of an adrenaline. Or are you doing this because you feel like you have no other choice? Or maybe you just struggle and other people are just getting money easier. And you feel like, okay, if I want to have a decent life, I have to do it. So it's also very important for you to answer. Is this really what you feel like? Okay, this is something I could really do like any other job. Or do you feel forced? At least from my side, allow yourself that time. Allow yourself so that it's not just this first fear-based reaction, but that you can actually sit down, connect with yourself and uh, feel whether it's a good gut feeling or if it's a positive gut feeling or if it's a negative gut feeling. And you should be able to find that guidance within yourself. So good luck. Good luck, Maddie, and hope to hear from you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That's all, folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast, where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you'vegot5options.com. This is www.youvegot5 as a number options.com and remember that our next podcast will be available for you on Tuesday next week we'll be solving Lisa's challenge Lisa is about to have her first Christmas after divorce and she's feeling pretty lonely would it be a good idea to spend Christmas with her ex? If you want to know which five options we have prepared for Lisa to help her find her Christmas spirit back, join us next Tuesday. And if you like what you've heard, please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks!